day 198. Welcome back to Windows and Mirrors Podcast. My name is Keith. I'm John. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right. Dirty draws. Dirty draws. Jeremiah 13. God is like, yo, put these draws on, <laughs> then take them off, right? <laughs> and then go to the body Euphrates Ritter, a river in the cleft of a rock, put the draws in the rock. And then come back and get the draws. It's uh, like, what? So remember, bro, <laughs> I couldn't live back then. This is the kind of stuff that'll make you be like, hey, man, I can't mess with the Bible. <laughs> right. But it's like, yo, back in those days, man, again, uh, the Bible doesn't come to us just out of thin air. It comes in a culture. In that culture, um, the Lord would have the prophets act out their message, right? Mm. So it's a prophetic sign act. And so um, whenever the prophets, when the Lord wanted the prophet to declare something, he would have them do something so the people could literally see what he was saying. Right. Right. And so here, um, the Lord says, uh, do that because he wants to show that <laughs> draws that were once uh, intimate and close mm. with the Lord uh, are now useless. Right. And he's saying the same thing about Israel. He's mm. like, yo, like y'all were once uh, super close to me. We had covenanted all these things. And now like, You've become useless, right? You've you've become. You hear this is like, what do you mean they become useless? One of the things the Bible says over and over, and it's so dope. He says, "Y'all have become useless, like the idols you actually worship." Mm. So, in other words, he's saying, "No, no, we, we become what we worship. What we worship. Listen, we worship these useless gods. We become uh, useless ourselves. We worship these lifeless gods. We become lifeless ourselves." And he talks about all the time how the idols can't like hear or see. And it's interesting because he's trying to say, like, at the end of the day, when you worship these gods, fam, you now don't have the same insight uh, into my will and what I'm trying to do. Mm. You don't even hear me properly mm. anymore because you've given yourself to these idols who can't right. see or hear. And it's like at the end of the day, man, I think for us, this is a warning, right? He's just still warning them, patiently warning them that this relationship we have with the Lord has to be cultivated, right? Yeah. It has to be, we can't like rest on our past laurels with with God. Because in the same way, in the same way, bro, like we wouldn't do it in a marriage. Right. You see what I'm saying? Or lest we be tempted to, to right. go in a different direction. I think the Lord is saying here, like, you, I want your, I want to keep your heart, lest your heart start desiring someone else rather than me. Which is a good thing, bro. I think it's not just about we shouldn't rest on our past laurels, uh, but there is an aspect where it's like, it's not just resting on our past laurels, it's we shouldn't rest or we shouldn't judge other people based on their past laurels, mm. right? That it's easy for us to look at somebody who we know at one time was intimate with the Lord yeah. and to assume that just because like they were that at one time, mm. that that relationship with them stays and endures in the same way. And we have to remember, no, there yeah. is a such thing as spiritual atrophy. There mm. is a such mm. thing as intimate closeness yeah. that starts off one way and is not what it once was. So mm. even our heroes haven't purchased the that's right good. to be our heroes in perpetuity that's right? good bro yeah that's excellent no that's excellent man um 14 comes so he talks about the exile and he keeps coming back babylon babylon and he speaks in hyperbolic language 
uh, talking about skirts being lifted up. And what he's just saying is right. like God, in the same way that that would be humiliating, right? right? God is saying like, he's he's using very strong language to say, God is going to humble you mm. because right now you're proud. Fam, right. And God got to put you in your place. Right. I ain't one of your little friends. Like, right. And <laughs> you say your mom, Listen. all the time. No, no, God's not one of your little friends, bro. Like he, right. he, he has to put us in our place if we don't recognize our place before him. Right. 14 comes and he speaks of this drought, right? So essentially, there's no water. Like my boy KT, shout out my boy Kellen Thomas. <laughs> Turn God, off the water. God cut their water off. He's right, like, right, right. Say less, bro. Like, and it's funny. It's like a play on, on on a lot of stuff, man. Because Baal was this fertility guy. Like in the Canaanite uh, religion, they thought that he was the one who made rain come down and thus watered their crops and thus sustained and provided for them. So the Lord is like, oh, I'm gonna cut the water off and really show y'all what's good. Like, yeah. I'm gonna really show you what's good. And so what he what he says here is, uh, yeah, rain is 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 um indicative of divine displeasure, right? In their time. So I think too, yeah, we're intimately tied with the world around us. There's a whole thing we can go into there. But one of the things he's going to bring up is uh, this idea of sword, famine, and plague, right? right. If uh, Deuteronomy 28, right? No, that's my, my text. If you wanted to summarize Deuteronomy 28 in a tweet, you'd just be like, yo, the curses are about sword, famine, and plague. Right? Mm. Sword being that of the enemies coming against them. Right. Famine, water being cut off, crops ain't growing. Right. Agrarian society, they couldn't just run a Chick Fil A. Right, you feel me? Right. And then the plague, like the plagues of Egypt. And so the Lord is saying, like those things are about to come. Now it's interesting. The false prophets come, bro. Right. And they saying, no, nah, no, nah, God ain't gonna bring no sore family. Yeah. Like, no, nah, no, nah, He ain't gonna do that. No, like good. Y'all nah, like straight. Keep, keep straight. Keep doing yeah. what y'all doing. And it's interesting because the the um the false prophets operate in a lineage, in a sense, mm. of the serpent. Mm. The serpent was the first. He was the prototypical. That's good, bro. He was the prototypical false prophet, G. Mm. He was like, no, no, you can eat. Yeah. You ain't going to die. Right. <laughs> right? Sheesh. You'll just be like God. Right. And what he's saying here is that's the same lineage you're operating in mm. when you say that there is no such thing as the judgment of God for unrepentant mm. sinners. Mm. And Yo, it shows us Paul wasn't the first cat to just talk about false teachers. Right. This stunt was, was clear in ancient Israel. Bro, and it's a come on, and that's so good, bro. And not just saying like so. I mean, categorically to have that, yo, yeah. uh, false prophet is someone that says the judgment of God is not going to come against unrepentant sinners as a whole. But we have to remember, in every generation, mm -hmm. there are sins that are society and culture. That's good, bro. And then. Christians That's good. start to view as appropriate and they say, no, 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 look, no, no, no. I, I agree with you on lying, murder and all that stuff, but no, no, yo, you're about sexuality? No, no, God ain't going to judge you on that. Come on, bro. You're good. You're fine. And it's saying, no, like that does put you in the line of, mm -hmm. like you said, you know, the serpent saying, no, God has something that is very good, wise and true. And you're telling me the opposite of what God says. Come on, bro. I can't get down with it. I can't, bro. I can't. And this is a lie at the end of the day. And mm. what Jeremiah is saying, like, man, this stuff is providing a false sense of security. Right. So I'm ringing the alarm, bro, right. to let you know where there's smoke, there is a fire. Bro. Right. Like, it, I'm telling you what's going to happen. And God is, once again, it's been centuries, fam. Like we couldn't do, we couldn't endure this for a week. <laughs> and so in 15, he's like, fam, if Moses and Samuel was here, it, it would still and be. Jeremiah's like, uh, Jeremiah's like, all right, I know the formula. All right, this takes place. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to intercede and stand in the gap. Yeah. And, and God's like, no, listen, bro. Mm -hmm. 
and it's um it's interesting too because one of the words he's going to use bro is abandoned right it's a mm. very specific word that he uses he's like my people have abandoned me right mm. and um it goes back to genesis 1 too because when he when, when the lord says uh i'll create a man in my image uh male and female and they'll be married a man he says will leave his mm. mother and father and cling to his wife right so the leave word is the same word for abandon in hebrew it's it's this literally when you get married you you form a new covenant with your right. wife but it's a it's almost a breaking of covenant in right. a sense with mm. your old family to kind of start a new family mm. and so the lord's saying like no no i'm very clear about what i'm saying fam. right y'all have left me this is not again folks this is not just uh cat's you know messed up right and confessed like no this is you left god right and so god is saying this is what i have to do um or else i would betray the covenant that i made right, right? you betrayed the covenant but i can't betray it mm. right and so um he's clear about that and uh god is fed up he brings up uh king manasseh and how he was just the worst king in israel he influenced the whole uh <laughs> uh worst king in judah and influenced the whole nation and this is just like yeah gloomy dark bro a dark time in the history and basically jeremiah at the end bro yeah. he wants to quit ministry bro right mm. he's like bro i'm tired bro yeah god this, I, I don't know if i could keep keep going to these people who just don't listen to right, me, right right and 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 bearing the brunt of having to uh say these things and i'm like man this is just so like real bro mm. it's so human bro like the people are so rebellious bro that jeremiah thought about finding another profession right and it's like, yeah, you just see, like, um, again, you learn more about the prophet Jeremiah than any other prophet in terms of his own life and his own uh, feelings and disposition mm. and what God called him to do. But again, at the end, 16, man, we get another prophetic sign. He's like, yo, don't get married, bro. Yeah. Like, yo, what? what you mean? Like, nah, I thought, you know. Right. <laughs> he's like, nah, bro, like, I'm telling you not to marry. And he he's he's prophetically um, acting out, once again, his ministry showing that in the same way that um you know israel had married god and covenant uh they will be without their spouse right yeah. the lord you know and so uh yeah god is just super clear about it once again they broke my law they abandoned the covenant they they literally left the relationship right right and it's interesting because you think that um leaving the relationship uh happens at the divorce mm. what many people have realized is like it usually happens way before, before. Mm. and it's i think that's what's going on here um with 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 judah it's like they're still in the land technically right they're still there they still have the temple all this stuff but it's like they've left long right. time ago you know yeah. and the lord is like finally about to put the the stamp on it mm. but he says um at the end he says however i love this however mm. look the days are coming the lord's declaration when it will no longer be said, right? As the Lord lives who brought the Israelites from the land of Egypt, but rather as the Lord lives who brought the Israelites from the land of the north mm. and from all the other lands where he had banished them. For I will return them to their land that I gave to their ancestors. Man, God's promises, we've said it before, get greater later, mm. right? Like at the end of the day, the Exodus was miraculous. But right. he's saying, yo, I'm so compassionate. I'm so different, bro, mm. that what I'm gonna do for y'all and bring y'all out of exile, is greater than the exodus. Yeah. God doesn't just want to be known what he did for past generations. God wants to be known for what he's doing for his people today. Man, and it's and it's and the last thing I want to say is that this happened in the person and work of Jesus Christ. Right. Right? Where there's this new greater exodus, the answer to the exile. God displays his unfailing love, right. his kindness and compassion in spite of mm. Not because of, but yeah. in spite of the rebelliousness of 
his people. Amen. Our Father, we thank you for your incredible kindness to us. I pray we would never take it for granted. In Jesus' name we pray.